is up, everyone? Welcome back to the New Japan Takeover, where I am your host. It is Y2 Garcia, and join with me, we have a new guest, as you can see, all the way from Scotland. This is my friend, Gemma. Say hello to the people, Gemma. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so today, Gemma and I are going to go over the Capital Collision pay-per-view that happened in Washington, D.C. this past Saturday as of recording. It was Saturday, right? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. Sunday for you, but it was Saturday for me because, you know, time is mm-hmm. just crazy. So, yeah, on Saturday, Capital Collision happened. Pretty good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. Um, did you enjoy it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Sort of roller coaster. Yeah, for sure, to say the least. And we'll get right into it. But, yeah, we're just here to talk about that. We're going to talk about, go through each match briefly, give it a rating, and then we're going to just give our wrestler and match of the night and yeah that's our show so let's get right into it so for our opening match we had um carl fredericks he is a star on new japan strong so um personally this is a lot of new japan strong wrestlers you know i'm not as familiar with but i know Gemma is so she that's why she's perfect to have on for this but um he is on new japan strong where you could see him mostly and he is actually the winner of the young lions 2019 the 2019 young lions cup um, he took on Ren Narita, and um, yeah, they just had a one-on-one match for the opening. I thought it was pretty damn good for an opener. Again, there was no titles on the line. It was just a one-on-one match, and it was pretty good. Um, Gemma, tell me your thoughts on that. I just caught it right in the middle of the match, mm-hmm. so I kind of was in a bit of uh, leeway, and I really love Clark and um oh Carl Clark is this um I love all of the New Japan and Dojo Clark Connor Alex and I just oh I can't fathom how he manages to do some of the stuff he is brilliant in and out of the ring um I also believe Renderita is amazing and I feel like both of them are going to do so much. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. Yeah, so a really good match again for the opener with nothing on the line, you know, it was really good to kick off the show. Um, Carl Fredericks was the one who took the win on this and at the end of the match we had QT Marshall on the factory attacking Carl Fredericks after the match. And mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention to much about what he said because, you know, it's, it's no offense, it's QT Marshall. I was just like, dude, let's just get on to mm-hmm. the next match. But um, basically, he just came on, talked a bunch of crap, and um, that's basically kind of how we, right? That's how we go on to the next match. They just kind of left us there. Yeah. So It sets us up for the match in Philadelphia between um, QT and Carl and it was basically Q team is making a statement basically saying you're nothing if yeah. you joined the factory you would have been something yeah and again i didn't pay attention because again i don't really care for QT marshall so i was just like you know just let's get to the next match um how would you rate this match on a scale of one to five stars i would rate it uh 4.5 4.5 okay I gave it four stars because again it's a hell of an opener but um I think again the whole stuff with QT at the end I didn't like of course I know that's not technically part of the match but it's kind of within the same mm-hmm. concept so yeah because of that I just gave it four again it was a good match so and also because like it is the opener so there can only get it can only get better you know if it starts off this good mm-hmm. you know so that's why I just decided to give it just the solid four 
So for our next match, we had, um, so sorry, hold on, I wrote all of my notes down right here on my phone. Um, we had David Finley, um, Fred Rosser, the DKC, um, who was taking Rocky Romero's place in this match because Rocky Romero's supposed to be in this match, but um, Trent, who was supposed to tag with Okada, got COVID, and okay. so it just, this whole domino effect happened, and then Rocky Romero ended up taking Trent's place with is in the match with Okada, and then the DKC ended up um, mm-hmm. taking Rocky Romero's place, so there's that, and then Yuya, Yuya, Yuimura, sorry, again, I'm bad at pronunciation, so if I botch some of these names, forgive me, um, and Tangaloa, went up against Team Filthy, which consists which consists of Danny, Lim- Danny Limelight, Jorel Nelson, J.R. Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler, um, who is the strong openweight champion. So, Gemma, thoughts on this match? I really like this match because it shows us the storyline between Fred Rosser and... Um, filthy Tom Waller and I just think that even though that some of these people because of the domino effect work so well together and I feel like David Finley has gotten lethal the commentary um, stated that he's gotten an edge to him after the whole thing and I'm still kind of wondering what's gonna happen to David Finley and um, also it, the setup, as I said, with uh, Fred Rosser and Filthy Tom Lawler, I'm so excited to see what's next. Yeah. So, again, this match was pretty not difficult to watch because it was a good match for me personally, but all pretty much, all, or, yeah, all of them, if you look at them, strong talent, New Japan strong. You know, this is like, this was mm-hmm. ex- like exclusively just you know, New Japan Strong, which isn't a bad thing. But again, personally, I don't keep up with New Japan Strong as I do with um, just New Japan, like classic New Japan, if you will. Um, I want to start getting into it. And I'm hoping, you know, now that I'm off school for the semester and I have my summer off, I can start slowly, you know, getting into watching New Japan Strong. Because again, I do have a lot to catch up on. I've seen briefly a bit here and there but I'm not really caught up with the storylines like the way Gemma is which again is another reason why it was like great to have her on because I don't even know if Daniel keeps up with New Japan Strong he might but again we've only talked about new classic like classic New Japan so um because of that um it kind of affected my rating which we'll get into in a minute but um Team Filthy took the win over um Finley Rosser the DKC and Yurimura and Tangaloa and after the match, there was a brawl and, you know, the baby faces were left standing, just kind of the classic, you know, I, I think that's how tag team matches usually play out. You do have the baby face standing tall while the heels fled. So that was just something to note afterwards. Um, Gemma, how would you rate this match as someone who actually keeps up I, with New Japan strong? <laughs> I would rate this one a solid four. Uh, for me because as you stated um, it is really hard to keep up with things that are going on in both New Japan Strong and the main roster so kind of having that chaos kind of just throws you off a little bit there so 
then the same thing can be said for me, which is why, again, like I said earlier, it affected my rating. I gave it three stars, not because I thought it was a bad match, but again, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more had I been kept up with the storyline. So it's nothing really against these wrestlers because they're all talented. Don't get me wrong. I didn't see anything wrong with any of them. But again, because I'm not as kept up with New Japan Strong, I felt like I couldn't enjoy it as much as I possibly could have if I would have been someone to keep up with it. But again, I'm, gonna, I'm working on it. I'm going to plan. I plan on working on it in the summer. So next we have our third match, which was the Great Ocon of the United Empire taking on Chase Owens, who is one half of the IWGP um, heavyweight tag champions. And he is also a member of the Bullet Club. Um, Gemma, thoughts on this match? It was highly entertaining. I feel like Chase has now got this whole new ego now that he's a champion. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, yeah. it's welcome though he's a heel and he's in the bullet club yeah. it's highly welcomed that's the thing I love Chase with all my heart he's so funny but then also Great Okan has Will Ospreay, TJP, Aussie Open Jeff Cobb yeah. and it's like it's kind of like um, like brand supremacy like club supremacy like Who's faction supremacy yeah because um, I feel like that's the whole thing with Bullet Club and United Empire right now. Who's better? Who will come out on top? Yeah. And Chase proved that. It kind of seems like, especially with this match, it's more like a, a like of a situation where like anything you can do, I can do better. But obviously, Bullet Club mm-hmm. is really winning that battle because. As we get into it later, and as what you saw, if you watched on Taku, then yeah, that's definitely like Bullet Club has United Empire mm-hmm. beat just. For now, at least, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But for now, Bullet Club's got one up on the United Empire. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good match as well. Very entertaining on both ends. Um, I do like Chase Owens as well. Um, first of all, I also want to give massive props to him because oh, not even a week before this pay-per-view, he had lost his doggo. And, you know, as someone who owns two dogs myself, you know, that would, like, I can only imagine, like, the pain and, like, like the morning he's feeling for this loss you know he had this dog for 14 years and I can only imagine what he was going through but still coming out and still being like the cocky badass you know heel that he is and like making it seem like there's nothing wrong massive props to him less than a week after like the Mm -hmm. death of this dog I give him massive props again if it were me I'd be a mess and I probably would not be good to go in like less than a week so yeah the fact that he was able to like pull himself together and you know be like you know put on a performance you know for these people who came to watch massive props to him there um so chase did win this match so that made me even happier for him because again he Mm. he won his match um he did use the ropes to win but you know that's just the heel shit so you know and he didn't get caught so and he also Mm. and after the match you know of course great okan was you know rightfully pissed off and um, of course, how we were talking about Chase Owens, you know, getting this new like condescending attitude, if you will. He um, mm-hmm. he was holding up his title in Great Ocon's face, and that only can make me think like like future title match. You know, are we gonna get like you know maybe mm-hmm. Great Ocon and someone else from United Empire taking on Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale for the tag titles? Like maybe that's something that we will see in the future, or maybe something that we could see like you know at Dominion or like even like Forbidden Door or something. So. We, you never know. The future is bright for New Japan right now. So, Gemma, mm-hmm. how would you rate this match? 
I would rate this match again another solid four just because Chase um with his dog passing, I also give him props because I am a dog owner myself yes, and I would have not been able to it's, so it's props to Chase. Yeah, so yeah it's there. really not easy. Yeah. So I give this match a four also because, again, it was entertaining and mostly because it was props to Chase for being able to do this. You know, when the most I've dealt with the loss of a pet was when my aunt's dog passed away when I was a junior in high school. She wasn't, the, the dog wasn't mine, but I was at my aunt's so much growing up that I grew up with this dog. I would help take care of her. I would help take her on walks, feed her. So she was a big part of my life and I was horribly devastated when she passed so i can only imagine how it feels when the pet is actually yours you know it's your pet so mm -hmm. again just get throwing it back out there you know chase we love you and we're so glad that you're able to like push through because again we wouldn't have been able to do it so the fact that you were able to and still win your match like props so we love you chase so that leads us into the fourth match which we have Bad Dude Tito and TMDK, which stands for The Mighty Don't Kneel, taking or which consists members of Jonah, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Haste, taking on the United Empire, which is Aaron Henari. Hen Am I saying that right? I yeah, I was yeah, gonna say I usually I'm mix. Annoyed. It's because okay, I'm kind of convinced I'm dyslexic because sometimes I read shit wrong. So I thought it was Henry for the longest time, but then I saw they spelled it like the other way. So I was like, oh my god, that's not what it is. And I was like, I hope I hadn't been saying his name wrong this whole time. So I've been slowly teaching mm -hmm. myself to say Henare because that's how it's spelled. And so him and Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis. So um, Emma, I mean Gemma, fuck. Thoughts on this match? I really, really like this match. This was one of my favourite matches because, like, TMDK, having Mikey Nichols back and reuniting the original TMDK, it was interesting to watch, and especially the addition of Bad Dude Tito, like, nuts. Because, um... Shane and Jonah have been tagging with Tito against the likes of Finjuice and stuff like that. So I'm I'm just really excited to see what's next for TMDK and Tito because I'm digging them personally together. Um, and the match was great. And I really, I'm kind of really digging Aussie Open being in, in United Empire too because like, and I've never really heard of um, Aussie Open until I saw them with Will Osprey. So that's kind of giving me new people to watch. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Really good match also. Again, um, I really didn't know much about TMDK, but... I really was impressed with their performance. And you mentioned something that was in my notes to mention for after the match. Um, first, there was um, Jeff Cobb and Jonah had a stare down after the match. So could, we could be seeing a match between them in the future, which I'm all in for. It's going to be a dope-ass match. And like you mentioned, um, Bad Dude Tito joined the Mighty Don't Kneel. So we're going to see now it's a four-man faction. Now we get to see what's going to go on now. Like, you know, there's a lot of like, and it's one thing to have three people because you could go after trios titles. You could do like, you know, do trios tag teams. But with more than three, I feel like, you know, you're really starting to build yourself up as a whole ass, you know, a faction, you know? Mm -hmm. So we'll just, 
we'll just have to see what goes on from there. So as far as ratings, um, Gemma, how would you rate this match? I don't think I've asked you that yet. (laughs) 4.5. Another 4.5. I'm going to give this one a four, only four stars, because like I said, um, you know, an entire, like one entire tag team, I don't know much about. So back to like what I said about the previous tag match there was, um, there's not much for me to like, you know, I guess enjoy if I did know who they were, but it was still a really good match at the end. And I give my highest respect. I have the highest respect for these guys of the mighty don't kneel. And I really want to look more, look more into them as a faction now. So I'm definitely, you know, giving them their flowers, giving them their props, but because of that, it did kind of affect the, the rating a bit. So we're going to go on to our fifth match, which is Brody King of the House of Black taking on the King, Minoru Suzuki. I was pretty hyped up for this match because, you know, these two guys are freaking like brutalists. So when you put them in a ring, I was very excited to see what came about. Gemma, thoughts on this match? It was nuts because I, I was like... Oh my gosh, because Minoru Suzuki, you have seen, like, we have seen his lethalness, especially, like, in AEW and uh, New Japan, and just putting him up against Brody King, who has, like, the similar brutalness, and especially with now him being in the House of Black with Malachi and Buddy, just... Oh, I I love this match. Yeah. Um, all of these matches. Um, in coaster, like, you said, like you said, yeah, like I said, it was an absolute, an insane, insane, insane match. Um, and I give props to both men for absolutely beating the ever living turd out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good match too. Again, just seeing the brutality on both ends was really cool. I wish it was a little bit longer because. I feel like for me personally, when you see these two dudes who are like, you know, like how I mentioned, they're brutalists, you know, they're like, you know, about the chops, all about the hits, the blows. It seems like one of those matches where you should be on the edge of your seat, like who's going to win this? It should be like, it should take forever to like see who's going to win. It's like not forever, you know, it shouldn't be like a 30, 40 minute match, but when I'm, I guess it should have been a little bit longer than it was because it should be like one of those matches where it's like these both guys are so good at what they do. It should be like, you know, like, oh my God, like so many close calls, so many this, so many that. Kind of what we saw with Ishii and Eddie Kingston, I would like to see more, I would have liked to see more of that in this match. Because again, they're both, you know, such talented wrestlers, you know, with the same build, you know, the same brutal nature in them. So, but again, it was still a really good match. And I was still, I, it, I was not like, you know, underwhelmed based off the hype I was, you know, expecting. So I still mm-hmm. liked it. So how many stars would you give this match? I would give this match another 4.5. Cause I agree with you. I wish it went just that little bit longer because again, like like you mentioned with um Ishii and Eddie, they are brutal people and I agree with we could have had like close calls and like near falls and stuff like that. So yeah, I give it a four point five. Okay. 
I give it a 4.25 because of like what I mentioned. You know, I expected a little bit more, but I was not like at all disappointed with this match. I just wanted it just to be a smidgen longer with a little more close calls. Cause like, I wanted to be like, shit, like who's gonna win this? Like it could be anybody, you know, it could have been anyone. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, it guess technically was the case, but like, I, I feel like with like the longer the match goes with these, with the close calls, it really like amplifies that like uncertainty of who's gonna win. Mm -hmm. So next we have our sixth match, which is I like we brought up during the last match. Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull, taking on Eddie Kingston. Holy shit! This match, Gemma, thoughts? I agree. Holy shit! Indeed, uh, because if you haven't watched Eddie, you need to. You need to watch his matches to understand that his, his heart is and his promos for sure. Like his, pro he speaks from the heart, and you can tell. Yeah, he is all heart. No pun intended to play Christian, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> he, he he knows what he's doing and what he wants, and he is like fighting to get it, and he he's just insane. Yeah, I agree. As, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, as as for the Stone Pit Bull, we've seen him on Impact fight for the Impact World Champion against Josh Alexander, and he, he's brilliant. I feel like him and Eddie are perfect. Like, they, these people are the two people that mesh well together, and they both have the same goal of fighting until the wheels just go flying off. Yeah, um, I highly agree. And like how you said, like Eddie's just all heart. This dude needs some gold in the future. Even if he like comes in like and takes like, you know, the New Japan Strong title or the IWGP US title. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, fuck, let him do it. If you're not going to give him an AW title, maybe like let him or get a Ring of Honor title. Tony Connell's Ring of Honor. Let him have a Ring of Honor title. Mm -hmm. You know, like let him, let him face Samoa Joe. Like, how about that? That would be fucking good. So like Eddie needs some gold on him. It's long overdue. And if it's not going to be from AW, you have many other companies to help him out, you know? Mm-hmm. But also with Tomori Ishii, I, look, I love Eddie, you know, he's really, like, again, he's, he's all heart, and you've got to respect that, you know, his promos are always fucking phenomenal and spot on. Um, I, he, again, nothing but respect for Eddie, but the reason why I wanted, I was rooting for Tomori Ishii is because Ishii, like, I think needed this, and what I mean by that is, this, I feel like they've done Ishii dirty for so long now, like, you know, I really wanted him to win the G1 and go to Wrestle Kingdom. That didn't happen. Not mad that Okada was the one who won, but I'm just saying, I really wanted Ishii to get the G1. I wanted Ishii, you know, to win the New Japan Cup. I wanted Ishii to, like, you know, there's so many things I want for Ishii. If it's not this, then I want it to be the next thing. So, like, I thought, you know, mm -hmm. if not the G1, you know, let him go face for a, a different title. Like, you know, let, you know, prime example, at Dontaku, I, I was, you know, I he was against Tanahashi. So, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Tanahashi. As you all know, I'm wearing the shirt. But if Ishii won, I would have been also extremely happy because, you know, he needs this. He needs this title. He won the Never Open Weight Championship for a bit, but it was not even a very fulfilling reign. So mm -hmm. I've been wanting Ishii to get, like, a nice, lengthy title reign. And I hope this is, like, a step closer, especially after how well he performed in this match with Eddie. 
And I, I said it on my Instagram story, and you liked it, so Mikey, like, I hope that means you agree that Ishii should be the one who takes the title off of Kata. Sorry, Jay, it shouldn't be you. <laughs> like, Jay's already, I agree. like, here's the thing, though. Jay, it's not even so much because I don't like Jay, but Jay's already thriving as the Bullet Club leader, okay? He's already, he, I think he kind of revived the Bullet Club at Don Taco by coming mm-hmm. back. You know, he's showing up more. You know, he had a match tonight, you know, or not tonight, but like at the pay-per-view. So he's thriving. He doesn't need the title to make him, you know, to lift him up. I'm not saying Ishii does either, but Ishii has never really had this long fulfilling title reign. And he's never been the heavyweight champion, which the dude is a heavyweight. So let him, you know, take the title and like, let him have a nice reign with it. And even if it means like, you know, he wins the G1 and like goes whoever's the champ by Wrestle Kingdom and win then, like let like let him have his moment for once. Like let him have it. I just I want justice for Ishii so badly. I really want him to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Hopefully by this year. I think it's long overdue. And I thought the Never Openweight Championship was a step closer, but it really hasn't really seemed that way. Because like you said, mm-hmm. like he lost. He challenged for the Impact title and he lost. He um, challenged for the U.S. title. He was technically a substitute because Osprey got COVID but he's still lost. And so I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, you know, let him let him have a nice, lengthy, fulfilling title reign. And I want it to be the heavyweight title because he deserves to leave the locker room. He deserves it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got a notification. But um, how would you rate this match? I would rate this, this is my first five. Yeah, I think it would be a solid five because I agree with you. Ishii deserves the heavyweight title, in my opinion, because Jay Jay doesn't need it because he's got the building club. Like, I agree with you so much in the sense of Ishii deserves to lead the locker room because he's got that leader kind of, like, stature. And And Jay, like, he's already a leader so yeah this is my first five of the night yeah and i guess i just want to add on it doesn't help that like ishii is in a faction he's in chaos but he's not the leader obviously that's okada and let me just tell you nothing against ishii but it's really hard to live up to the standards or to like the expectations of someone like kazuchika okada it's just very difficult Mm -hmm. but um Mm -hmm. But again, so that's why I think, you know, that's why I would want him to win the title. That being said, since it really wasn't for a title and because I really wanted to save the five-star match because we still have one more match, or no, two more matches before, um, I gave this match 4.75 stars. Um, it was still really good, but again, I wanted to save that five-star for either the next match or the match after that because we have two more matches mm-hmm. to cover. So that's why um, I want that. But yeah, super... Super awesome match. He should be the one to, to, to dethrone Okada. I will take that to my grave. I will die on that hill. So, yeah. Okay, so we're about to get into the semi-main event, the seventh match of the night. But before that even happened on the pay-per-view, the man of the hour, Leo Rush, appears. He comes out. He talks about how good it feels to be home because apparently he's from D.C., which I didn't know. Um, he said he wasn't cleared to compete. 
yet specified on the yet which means leo rush does have a plan to come back and compete he says that he wanted to send a message he said that he wants to let the junior heavyweight division know that once he returns once he is clear that the entire division will change drastically basically putting them on notice he calls out names like robbie eagles taiji shimori hermo takahashi etc really cool to see him back i know it was kind of like very we weren't sure it was very unsure whether like the status of leo rush so i thought it was really cool to see him Gemma, what were your thoughts on that i agree it was nice to see him back because i feel like leo will thrive in new japan he's just got that style that kind of like robbie eagles as you mentioned he has got that high flying capability like most of the junior heavyweights do and i kind of like the fact that he was like, I am here, and when I come back, y'all are gonna know. <laughs> yeah, like, he's ready to put this entire division on notice, and we'll just have to see when he's clear. Hopefully that's soon, you know? He seems like he really wants to be, you know, back in the ring, competing, you know, getting the junior heavyweight division, like, under him. You know, it's gonna be his division at some point, mm-hmm. is based off what he said, so we'll just have to wait and see, but it is good to see him back, because again, there was this uncertainty of whether or not he was ever gonna even wrestle mm-hmm. again. So the fact that he's back, good to know, you know, good to see him there. So that being said, that leads us into our seventh match, um, which was Bullet Club with the leader Jay White and Hikuleo. No, don't not we don't do that. Yet. <laughs> um, taking on Chaos, being the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Kazushiko Okada. Yes, the Rainmaker. Take and um, Rocky Romero taking the place of Ch- Trent Beretta, like how we mentioned as COVID. So Rocky took his place. Love to see it. Um, Gemma, thoughts on this match? It was. Refreshing, to say the least, because as we mentioned, Trent got COVID and Rocky took his place. And um, I like the dynamic of Okada and Rocky. Oh, same, same here. And um, it was just nice and refreshing to also see Hikuleo back and just working with Jay, even though they had a bit of a wobbly and yeah, debate. Yeah. I have thoughts on that later, but I'll still say I'll say that later. But yeah, keep going. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like seeing Okada, seeing him just be like, "Guess what, Jay? You're not gonna, you're not gonna um, tear me down. You are not coming for this title as long as I have it." But then Jay, Jay being Jay, the ego that he has also kind of clashes with the determination of Okara. And I feel like sometimes Jay's ego swerves him a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like reasons like that, like his ego kind of gets in the way. And because of like that, it kind of interferes with his motives. Like, for example, he won the he won the rights to the briefcase, you know, at the G1, not at the G1, but he won the rights of the briefcase from the G1, from Kota Ibushi in 2019? No, 2020. It was 2020 that led into 2021 Wrestle Kingdom. And um, ever since he got the briefcase, of course, he was like on, he was on cloud nine talking about, you know, 
I'm going to win this, you know, like, you know, and when Tetsuya Naito, you know, let Kota challenge him for the both the IWGP IC title and the heavyweight title, um, you know, Jay was, of course, saying, like, yeah, you're going to hold those titles for one day, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to become god of pro wrestling. He was letting his ego and his arrogance get in the way of what was important. Like, dude, look, I'll be nice, but I'm just saying, like, look, just, I'm just, this is, like, this is me just being, like, constructive criticism, okay? But, like, look, just wait, word of advice, just wait until after you get the job done to say something, because if you do the, like, you know, if you start talking, like, all this crap, and then you end up not getting the job done, that just, you know, doesn't give you a good, like, doesn't give you a good image, you know? It's just kind of, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, Jay, word of advice from just constructive criticism, just, just I, I, I know you want to say it, but just wait, okay, just wait to say it, you know, there will be a time, but yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, it was refreshing in a way, like seeing, you know, these members like of chaos. Like, I don't know when was the last time we really saw like Rocky and Okada working together, like just the two of them. But it was really <laughs> cool to see. I felt like personally, I kind of saw myself and Rocky looked so happy to be there. And he's so much shorter than Okada, which I'm short as well. So I'm like, oh my God, like if, um, it was just really good to see. And um, there's something to note from this match, just a little thing that I noticed. And they kind of mentioned it on commentary too. Jesus Christ, Hikuleo is fucking tall. Cause like Okada is, is Okada is like six three, and Hikuleo stands taller than him. So I'm like, oh my god, this just made me want to like meet Okada like even more. Cause I do, I would love to meet him, but I'm just like, dude, I just want to see exactly how tall he is. Cause he's <laughs> like, I just seeing him next to Hikuleo and he's shorter. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, this dude, like, wow. That's all I could say is like, Jesus Christ. But um, really good match. Um, really good tag team wrestling on both ends. I will give Jay his flowers, you know, on both ends. You know, like I always say this on my show with um, Katie, it takes two to tango. And this does, and the same things like that for the tag teams also. So Jay being in one of the tag teams, I'll give him his flowers. It did a really good job as well. Really good match. I loved it a lot, despite the outcome, um, which I guess I will say now. Um, um, Jay and Hikuleo take the win over Okada and um rocky rocky takes the pin of course i don't think they would do that to the world champion having him take the pin but oh my god just the cold stare that okada was giving jay like from the outside of the ring like he had to like face up to the apron so you could really just see his eyes i'm like oh my god i'm like jay you better watch out dude i'd be afraid if i had to face that at dominion but still a good match um something to note is that of course being the bad guys being the heels jay and hikuleo attacked Okada um, after the match. Rocky was already down, so they didn't really do much with him, but they attacked Okada, and of course, Jay was, you know, talking about, like, how he's going to win, and this is, like, his future, taking the title, holding it up, you know, um, and he was about to take the title with him. I'm convinced he would have taken the title like Juice Robinson did with Tana at Dontaku, but Tangaloa came mm-hmm. out and stopped him, and he kind of had a face-off mm-hmm. with Hikuleo, and basically he told him, like, mm-hmm. me or him, you know, like, come on now, like, yeah, family, he said, know? like, do you, yeah, do you have any said, words? Yeah, he said, you wouldn't have done this to family, family's blood. He essentially went on to say, you're a traitor, you wouldn't, we're family. And he kind of made what him choose, him? like, basically, like, he made, mm-hmm. basically made him choose between him like family and Jay, and by the looks of it, Hikuleo chose Jay. He left with Jay and kind of left Tangaloa sitting there like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty like, wow, like I guess in shock that he didn't choose family. 
Um, mm -hmm. I said earlier that I wanted to mention something about Hikaleo and JY. There is kind of like, I wouldn't say a crack, but just a little dent. Something mm -hmm. going on. And I usually mm -hmm. think of things like this, it's wishful thinking basically, because, you know, mm -hmm. just to make me feel better and help me sleep at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always like, for example, I say like, you know, maybe prime example of this is when I sit, tell myself like, maybe, you know, MJF will cost punk the title of double or nothing. So hangman will keep it. Like I say shit like that and hoping it's true so that, you know, I can like feel better. <laughs> so, cause I don't want hangman to lose the title. So it's kind of same thing applies here. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to kind of lose the title to Jay. So I kind of was like, well, you know, what if, you know, Hikoleo costs him the title like so what if something happens you know like i kind of just think like that but it, i feel like in this case maybe especially you know with tangaloa coming mm -hmm. out and you know like kind of basically calling him out and confronting him like head on you know no like not even sugarcoating it basically saying that he's a damn traitor and that he shouldn't do this to family maybe hikaleo will take some take that to heart maybe he will mm -hmm. realize maybe he'll leave the bullet club and join you know well, it's not really Grills of Destiny, but like, well, it is, but like, it isn't because like they're kind of making their own thing right now, like with you know Jado and stuff, and I like they've been kind of mm -hmm. being friends with Tanahashi, so I'm like, I'm not saying they're a faction, but he's gonna join in with them. He's gonna like mm -hmm. form an alliance. That's I guess what I was trying for. He's gonna like mm -hmm. forge an alliance with them. So maybe that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But other than that, mm -hmm. Gemma, how would you rate this match? Hmm. I would rate this match four point uh, four points. Um, because like I'm just so torn and I don't know really what's happening because as you said about Hikaleo, I think Hikaleo might have had a light bulb moment when Tangaloa came out. And I watched your episode with Daniel about the Bullet Club Day and Maybe someone else in the Bullet Club, like El Fantasmo, for I, example. I, I, I said, that, I think I, I mentioned that, like, maybe El Fantasmo, like, costs him too. Like, who knows? Because, like, mm. El Fantasmo had mentioned a while back that something's going to change. Maybe that changes. He's going to, you know, he got his hair cut. You know, he's, you know, in the best of super juniors right now. Like, he's, there's change coming, you know? There's a change coming, mm -hmm. you know? Especially, and it doesn't help now that like basically him and Taijishimori are not a tag team anymore. Yeah, they're in the same faction, but they went from like tagging together to win the tag titles from Ishimori having a single title run, you know? Maybe that's going mm -hmm. getting under his skin. We can only mm -hmm. wait and see, which I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm also very scared. It's very like mixed emotion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with that being said, I give this match um, 4.25 stars. Really good match, but again, like when you look at it, you know, after Ishii and Eddie, I was like, yeah, like, no offense, this match mm. wasn't as good. Which, it was still good, but I'm just saying, like, Eddie's and Ishii's was better. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, now, we head to the main event. I'm so glad this was the main event also, because, you know, I was kind of afraid, and no offense, because it's Jay White, and, you know, Okada's the champion. Mm -hmm. I thought they would have put the tag match as the main event, but they didn't, and mm -hmm. I'm really glad they didn't. They put the title match as the main event. So we had the IWGP US Championship on the line. We had Hiroshi Tanahashi, who was, oh, I guess I just spoiled it, but the champion taking on Will Ospreay of United Empire, Juice Robinson, newest member of the Bullet Club, 
and John Moxley. <laughs> oh well, of Blackpool Combat Club. He's in a he's in a faction too now, so it's not just yeah. of Blackpool Combat Club. All I can say, like, there's so much to say about this match. Gemma, thoughts? Absolute carnage. Leo was on commentary for this, and he put it best. It was an absolute car crash, a car collision, chaos. Chaos, but you just can't stop, like, you can't look away. And I guess, yeah. before you continue on your thoughts, just so you don't have to worry about, like, you know, spoiling anything before I say it, um, I'll just say the winner right now, just so we can talk about our thoughts more in depth without having to worry about saying, like, the winner without it being announced by me. Um, Juice Robinson is the new IWGP US champion. I'll say more thoughts on that later, but I guess just so you know, Juice Robinson is the new champ. And so Gemma, continue on your thoughts, just so like you don't have to worry. And with that being said, he's the champion. I knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't really like the way it happened. The way it happened, like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy. He has worked so damn hard for this. And I think, I think he essentially, he said in an interview that he is essentially the, like, shot in the arm bullet club needs. And um, just, but the way, it just kind of, it kind of like, I'm happy, but the way it, like, I, <laughs> The, no, I get you. It's hard to explain, but I get you. Um, yeah. It's just like the way, first of all, the fact that it ended in another, another controversial finish on the part of Will Osprey. I guess mm -hmm. that's just going to be the new thing now. Yeah. Osprey. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole Sami Zayn thing, the whole conspiracy, controversy thing where yeah. Sami Zayn's always getting screwed. It's now Will Osprey's turn to come out and say, I'm always mm -hmm. getting screwed, this and that. That being said, I hope that Juice Robinson's reign title reign is long because the U.S. title hasn't had that many long reigns. So nothing, yeah. not that I'm like upset that he won, but I hope that they're not going to take this reign and make it short because of Osprey. And I'm not saying it's Osprey's fault, but like they're going to, I feel like they're going to mm. use this as a way for Osprey to get the title. Cause you know, he's like, I'm always getting screwed this and that. And then finally he wins like clean, you know, no problems, no interference, no controversy. And then he can finally boast about like, see what happens when you don't screw me over like shit like that. But I feel bad that mm. now this is going to fall on Juice Robinson, who's now the champion. Mm -hmm. So I hope they don't do that to him, but the, I guess my point is that there's a chance maybe. Um, other thoughts on it, again, like you said, really good match. Like, oh my god, like I was like on the edge of my seat. There was times where like, I literally jumped out because like there was so many close falls like on everyone. I was like, oh my god. First, and I, I said this on my Instagram story and I'm slightly bummed. Nothing against Juice Robinson or Moxie or Osprey. All of them fucking phenomenal. I wouldn't, I don't, I want to say... No matter which way this match went, I would not have been upset. I was not upset that Juice won. And if it was uh, Moxley, if it was Osprey, I wouldn't have minded either. I would have been very happy for all of them. But I really wanted Tana to win for this reason. Not just because I love him. But his all three of his U.S. title rates have been very underwhelming and short. I wanted him to have a nice, mm -hmm. long, you know, fulfilling title reign. Kind of how I mentioned with Ishii. Especially with the U.S. title. Mm -hmm. Um... So I feel like, you know, I would have wanted him, I said this on my Instagram story, to have retained, you know, retained the title and then take it to Forbidden Door where he would face Moxley one-on-one um, -on -one to, you know, to, and, and then Mox can win the title from him then. 
and then at that point you can like you know bring osprey in to face moxley something like that but you know i'm glad juice won i think it's a really good way to cement the fact that he's like a force to be reckoned with now that he's in the well not that he wasn't before but it's more than ever now that he's in the bullet club mm-hmm. so nothing wrong with that but i just would have hoped that tano would have like we would have seen tano versus mox for a u.s title at forbidden door but it's okay it's all right and um there was another thing i wanted to add in it was um first of all also tana I love that Tana is also just coming out of his shell more and more. First, we see mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom, he's in a no DQ match where, you know, kendo sticks, ladders, you know, trash can lids. He's, and he goes for it. You know, he, that's not his thing. He's like the one on one guy. Maybe some tag matches here and there, but he's all fair game. He doesn't do the no disqualification matches, none of that. So, um, I was also like, you know, he, I'm very proud of him because, you know, he had that spot where he put, was it Moxley? He put Moxley, yeah, yeah he did the high fly flow off the, t- the top turnbuckle through the table. Really good spot. Love that. And, you know, it would have been cool to see him retain because it would have showed that, like, look, he can even do four-way matches where there are no rules and still win. But, you know, he did it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Still happy for Juice Robinson. And last thing to note, though. I said also on my Instagram story that Juice um, winning kind of worries me. And here's why. I said if you keep up, then you would know. And maybe some people don't know. It's okay. Like, it's just something that I personally worry about. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a fan of Jay White, okay? It's no secret. I talk a lot of shit about mm-hmm. him. And because of that, I really don't want him to beat Okada at Dominion for the title. I would really love Okada to hold on to that title till like next Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom or until Ishii beats him mm-hmm. for it because like that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God. Now that Juice holds the US title, there are, if I'm thinking correctly, only three championships that Bullet Club does not have. And that is the heavyweight title, the mm-hmm. never openweight title, and the junior heavyweight tag titles. If I'm not missing any, then I believe every other title was in the hands of Bullet Club. The junior heavyweight mm-hmm. title, the I, the never open weight trios tag titles, um, the U.S. title now. The I already said junior heavyweight, but the tag the heavyweight tag titles. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm missing one. Um, I fuck. I think I'm missing one. Hold on. Let me look up. Hold on. Let me look up the New Japan. Uh, New Japan Pro. Cause I think if I'm if I'm if I if unless I'm missing something, as far as I know, all the titles are held by Bullet Club except three. So mm-hmm. yeah, so Taiji Shimori has the the junior heavyweight. Juice Robinson has the U.S. Um, Chase Owens and Balakwale have the um the 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 tag the heavyweight tag championships, the never open weight trios titles. Yeah, all except three titles are in the hands of Bullet Club. So that kind of worries me. I'm like, are they going to put all the gold on Bullet Club? It's a good, and as much as I hate to say, it's a good way to really revamp them as much as like, because they really have gone stale, especially during Mm -hmm. the pandemic era. So Mm -hmm. this would be a really good way to like bring, build them back up. So they could possibly at the very least get more gold to them and have Jay win. And I'm kind of worried that Juice Robinson winning is kind of like a foreshadow of what's to come. This is just a personal worry of mine, but again, we'll just have to wait mm-hmm. and see. 
but yeah, so I'm like, oh my God, only, you know, that's why it worries me just because of that. Not because Juice has it, but because Juice has it, I'm afraid that Okada is in trouble. So I'm like, Okada. And then it doesn't help that Gato, you know, who's like the biggest Jay White fan, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> books the matches. So I'm like, oh my God, like it's going to happen. I'm like, I'm scared well, now. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. so um, match rating. What do you think? What's your rating for this? Um, this is the other one that I was going to give a five star because the, the spots in it were nuts. The, even though I didn't like the controversial fashion of the ending, I loved every moment before it. So I'm going to give it uh, a five and a half. Yeah, I also gave it 5.5 stars because it not only was a real... First of all, the match was going to be good just by looking at the freaking card. Like, wow, that was going to be a good match. Mm -hmm. But it definitely exceeded my expectations. Like, I already had high expectations, but even then, like, they still managed to exceed them. Um, Again, the controversial finish, I only hope that they can only build something through that. I hope, like, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. we'll get something from Osprey out of that. Maybe it's just the way they're going to go with booking him. Don't really agree mm-hmm. with it, but um, well, again, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love, first of all, I'm a fan of, you know, all four members, or not members, but four participants in this match all have their own unique style, all have their own unique, mm-hmm. like, you know, talent in their own way. Um, again, just massive props to all of them for doing this. And again, just little massive props for Tanahashi, who really stepped out of his comfort zone again um he is yeah i'm like he is the oldest mm-hmm. of all of them he's like 44 he's gonna be 45 this year unless he is already 45 fuck i don't know but um yeah so the fact is that he could still hang i don't care what people say i don't know daniel just oh, says this to mess with me but daniel i don't know shit what you say he's calling <laughs> old he may be a little bit on the older side but he could still fucking hang and he showed it again i love you tana wearing the shirt um, but yeah, still a really good match, which is why I'm gonna give it 5.5 stars. Because again, I'm not upset that Juice won. I did want it, want Tana to take it to Forbidden Door, but I hope I, that yeah. means maybe we'll see Juice Robinson at Forbidden Door. You know, we'll see. Maybe we'll get like Finn. Sorry, Jim, I hate to say it because I know you love Finn just, but maybe we'll get them fighting for the title. <laughs> like who knows? Like I'm, I'm fine with that. Right, like right. so, just I'm to, excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, um, at the very end, um, everyone leaves, you know, Juice Robinson leaves with the title, you know, Bullet Club comes out. And here's the thing, though, really quick, before I even talk about what happened after that, Jay kept getting his hands all over that title. I'm like, he kept, I know he, at the end of the day, he would put it back on Juice Robinson's shoulder, but I'm like, dude, he kept taking it and he was mm-hmm. holding it for himself mm-hmm. for a bit. And then he would put, I'm like, mm-hmm. so like, I'm like, like, what you doing that for? Like, I'm a little suspicious. I'm like, what you doing that for, Jay? I'm like, maybe, because, mm. may, I don't know. Like, I'm not, maybe Juice Robinson's Bullet Club is going to be, like, a short venture for him because maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, if um, if Jay doesn't win a Dominion, maybe he thinks, oh, well, I have another title to go after. And maybe he won't so much kick Juice Robinson out of Bullet Club. But, Daddy, when I have talked about this, is Jay is a master of manipulation. Maybe he will manipulate Juice Robinson into giving him a title shot and he will find a way to cheat his way into getting it. Jay is like a a mad scientist. He knows how to make Mm. chaos, I guess, which is why he joined chaos. But um, 
he knows how to wreak havoc and he he's really good at strategizing okay like and that's scary for all especially when you don't mm. like the guy but mm. well again i just kind of noticed he kept touching the title he kept looking at it and i'm like jay sounds like someone's jealous so i'm like if you i'm telling like maybe that's another reason why he might possibly not win a dominion who knows but i'm just saying i kind of noticed that so i'm like jay keep your hands to yourself buddy let's Let's like let Juice have his title. Real it in. Yeah, exactly. Real it in. So that being said, after Jay did all that, like freaking touched Juice Robinson's title, like if it was his, um, John Moxley decided to close the night with a promo. Um, he thanks the audience for coming out to see him. He talked about how grateful he was. He talked about how he respects all his all his opponents, including Tanahashi, even though he hates his guts. Um, yeah, I was like, damn, I'm like, John, damn, John, you like hitting me right where it hurts, but um. He says, like, you know, he even, like, gives flowers to, like, the big names, like, talking about Okada and, like, how, in like, uh, Ishii and, like, how he's, like, so grateful to be able to work with them. Basically, he closes the night off with a nice thank you, and I think that's a good way to close mm-hmm. off the pay-per-view with, like, a, like a baby face, you know, thanking the audience, making them feel nice and good inside. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, he just thanks the audience, and then, yeah, that's how you close the pay-per-view. So that was... Capital Collision again, roller coaster, but it was still fucking damn good. So, mm. yeah, that was the pay per view. Um, Gemma, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Gemma underscore wrestling. That is spelled G E M A underscore wrestling. Yeah, I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to, I'll, I'll leave a little graphic so they can see it too. <laughs> The exact same thing on Twitter, but I'm at more active on Instagram. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I only go on Twitter for Kenny Hangman and then the Young Bucks bio. That's pretty, or unless there was drama going on, and like that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't really do Twitter, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's where you can find Gemma. Like I said, when I'm editing, there will be a graphic right there for you to to see her at. And if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter, mostly Instagram, at Y2Garcia with an underscore. If there's no underscore, it's not me. That mistake has been made. Um, So I'm going to, hold on, I need to plug everything really quick. So if you want to see more of the Sheely Showcase, which this show is produced by, you can follow Katie on Twitter at KatieRassin13 for the link tree for all things Sheely Showcase. We have our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash showcase. Go subscribe. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, We are trying for that custom link, so please subscribe. Um, And if you want the audio version of not only this show, but all the other shows that we do, um, you can find them on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Go and leave us a rating. Leave us that five-star rating. And... um, we have other shows like our Sheely Showcase recap show, which is normally done on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But this, as of filming this, this coming Thursday, we're going to go a little bit early. We're, I believe we're going to go um, 6, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So be on the lookout for that. I'm pretty sure Katie will tweet that out so you guys can get be reminded. Um, Katie also does a another show called in the crowd which is a collab show with the wrestling community and she um of course does another show called inside the mind of where she interviews different podcasters in the wrestling community kind of gets their thoughts so um you should check those out all on the Sheely showcase 
And of course, we have this show, The New Japan Takeover. I believe this is the fourth episode. So I plan on doing more since um, I'm out for the summer and, you know, there's more New Japan that's coming. You know, we have, like we mentioned, Dominion. We have Forbidden Door. We have the best of the Super Juniors happening right now. So there's so much more to come from this show that I plan on having. And um, like I said, Daniel couldn't be here, but I'm hoping that at some point we can have both Gemma and Daniel can have a three-way panel, or we can even have four people because I also want to have Brooke on at some point. So just be on the lookout for more of that. And of course, everything will be tweeted out to you on Katie's Twitter or the Sheely Twitter. I believe we have a Twitter. I'm not sure, but check that out. And also just a quick shout out to um, Justin of Heel Tactics Wrestling, or just Heel Tactics, sorry. Um, he's the mastermind behind all the music on the Sheely Showcase. Go show him some love. He is an absolute genius in the music world. He, he, again, he makes all the music for, you know, this show, um, our Sheely Showcase recap, um, Katie shows inside the mind of and in the crowd. He does all that. And if it weren't for him, we would not have music. So thank you so much, to Justin. Shout out to you. We love you so much. And also, wait, really quick. I forgot to mention, this is something I need to add into my notes when I plug the show. We have merch now. So if you go to the link tree on Katie's Twitter, you will find our merch there. You should check it out. We have the logo and we also have another shirt that is for um, women's rights. It's um, a pro-choice shirt. I know it's a little bit of a controversial subject, but it is um, following our beliefs as you know, women who want their rights to be protected. And so um, all the proceeds will go to um, a charity. I'm not exactly sure which one. I will... Um, as of editing this, I will make sure to leave like a graphic or something like just something to show you what charity it is. It'll be right there. So yeah, I'll make sure to include that. But thank you so much. If you guys do purchase it, it really means a lot because we do work really hard on all this and you guys, you know, help make this happen. So Thank you again, Gemma, for joining me. I really need to have you on again, whether it's just the two of us or if it's us with Daniel. I do need to have you on again because this was so much fun. And she knows New Japan, obviously. She knows she always she watches New Japan. She watches Strong as well. She helped me get through the Strong matches. So yeah, um, that has been this has been the New Japan Takeover. Until next time, peace. <laughs>